You're listening to the After The Show Movie Podcast from ascully.com. You can find this podcast on the iTunes Music Store, Google Play, YouTube, Voice Assistance, just say listen to After The Show Movie Podcast, and you can also find us on ascully.com where we post written reviews. With that out of the way, here are your hosts, Ascully and Sidtalk. Good evening, good morning, and hello, Sid Talk. Hello. What? Were you having a little brain thing there where you thought you were going to say one thing and then something else happened? That was just my radio announcer breakfast breakfast radio announcer voice. Oh, I see. Oh, hello, everybody. Uh, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. So um, what is the before the after the show discussion? Well, you were getting your audio set up. We were talking about, I don't even remember. You have, your brain is mush. <laughs> it is. We're probably talking about this movie a bit. Some trivia related to this movie. Definitely video game related conversation. Maybe that's why I blocked it out. I just, um, I, I understand you don't ever listen to those. <laughs> so what I do is I just say it. <laughs> and then occasionally I'll say, what do you think? And you go, huh? huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll go, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, uh, boys and girls, that's what marriage is all about. <laughs> Pretend to be listening. Yeah, functional listening. That's what I like to call it. Um, and that was all the stuff. So it really keep... wasn't. It was random. Lo- loads of things have happened in the last hour. Uh, We've they, made uh, tea. I've made mint. I dried mint. I made some tea out of it. You made. How was uh, your tea made out of mint? It's very good. I'm oh, drinking really? it currently. Yes. I mean, yes, it's very good. <laughs> um, I also uh, the, we got some new tea bags on the way. Great. Everyone cares. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, drink a specific blend of tea called PG Tips. It's from England. Specific blend. You make it sound really fancy. It's, it's not like... fancy at all. It's <laughs> no. like the most common tea. It's like Lipton England. tea. Yeah. It's, but it's a different type, but it's that brand isn't fancy or anything. Do you like it? PG yeah, it's Tips? fine. It's not just fine. It's very delicious. It's fine. <laughs> Come on. Stop it under, stop under selling things. <laughs> All right, it's Saturday, June the 20th. This is after the show 639. We're a movie review podcast, and this week we're going to look at the movie Sonic the Hedgehog. It's a 2020 movie. Finally, you can pick it up 4K. Hold on, Blu-ray. 2020? Things have been happening in 2020? Yes. <laughs> this was released in 2020. It's actually In case you're new. listening to this podcast in like the future, it could be like 2021 or... 2121. Uh, 2020 is odd. True. <laughs> unlike, not unlike many other years, I'm sure, in human history, but this year. So a movie coming out is rare, actually, after all these months. Yeah, there's going to be like, well, there already is. There's kind of a drought of movies right now, even, because all the movies that were made have already come out. And now there's nothing been made for the last, what, four or five months? They're working on getting them made. Yeah, so there's going to be a, there's definitely going to be a months where nothing occurs in the movie business. And then there'll be a glut of movies at some point in 2022, I bet you. Yes. So um, this is a 2020 movie. And uh, you can pick it up now, Blu-ray, 4K, digital, and DVD. It's PG. 
and it's from our friends at Paramount who sent us a copy of the 4K for review. And Sid Talk, you give us the synopsis of Sonic the Hedgehog and I'll give you the one off the box. I think it probably shouldn't because, you know, video games are not my territory. But I will tell you what I said before we watched this movie. What why did you we, say? Why are we watching this movie? <laughs> and That's just me being straight up with you. It's you being snotty. It was me being snotty. I was like, I really wasn't in the mood. I didn't even know. I didn't know anything except I had remnants of the memory of the original CGI face. Right. That's probably what was rattling in my brain. Explain that before we go on. Well, Sonic had a whole different look. And then, thankfully, someone was like, ew, gross. You know that? Sid talk how snotty she is. We're going to be super snotty now, too. And that's disgusting. So we have to redo it. So they redid it completely. And then they released it. Yeah. So if you go and look on YouTube, you can actually see the original trailer with the very creepy. It's horrible. So that's probably what I was thinking. And also, I wasn't in the mood. I don't know what I was in the mood for. Something horrible and wretched, like horror, action, adventure. Like The Hunt from last week? No, something even more intense. But in the end, I'll explain later what I thought. So now you tell us, what does it say on the box? All right. It says, the world needed a hero. We got a hedgehog. (laughs) Powered with incredible speed, Sonic the Hedgehog, a.k.a. the Blue Blur, embraces his home on Earth. That is, until he accidentally knocks out the power grid and sparks the attention of super uncool evil genius Dr. Robotnik. Now, it's supervillain versus supersonic in an all-out race across the globe to stop Robotnik from using Sonic's power for world domination. Sonic teams up with the Donut Lord, a.k.a. Sheriff Tom Wachowski, to save the planet in this action-packed adventure that's fun for the whole family. Jeez, they really just laid it all on the line there. <laughs> That was it, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. And so, now on to my impression of the movie. Oh, hold on. Before we start, there'll mm. be some spoilers. But, it's a big reveal there. But yeah. that synopsis Spoiler. was pretty much the entire yeah. movie. Good guy, bad guy. It's not, it's, not, it's not like complicated. No. So here's what I thought. I really liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> I laughed a lot. I mean, there. Are, I had to accept at some point very soon into the movie... This is sugary sap that I'm just going to have to accept. Now, I was in the mood, as you recall from about one minute ago, for maybe something dark and gritty and horrible. And maybe that's because we've been watching the X-Files lately. And they're kind of, you know... Grim. They they skirt the line of really grim and dark. They go there, but not all the way. So maybe that's... My mind is like, yeah, give me something horror, you know? So this... I was like, oh, this is sap. Like, literally dripping sap out of a tree. It's so like, sugary sweet. Like and a then, Pixar movie or whatever. Um, Kind of. Yeah. But even less on the edge of trying to be adult-ish, you know? But then I just let all that go and I thought, what's wrong with the movie like this? Nothing. It's sugary. It's sweet. It's nice. It's not... It doesn't tax you at all. It doesn't have to have a message other than... It's good to have friends and people you care about. I mean, that's the whole point. That is the whole point. Yeah. It's like like Sonic said in the movie, I feel like Vin Diesel, and it's all about family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's, I, I particularly, um, being a fan of uh, video games, and I said to you, when you said, why are we watching this movie <laughs> in, a, in a snarky kind of way, putting a damper on my little spirits. <laughs> I said to you, 
the first console video game I really played was Sonic the Hedgehog because it came with my Sega. You call it a Sega Genesis. I call it a Sega Mega Drive. I don't call it anything. I well, play games. all right. Your your country calls it a <laughs> Sega Genesis. Our country calls it a Sega Mega Drive. But when I bought my Sega Mega Drive, it came bundled with Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay. So everybody who bought one automatically had a copy of Sonic the Hedgehog. So you couldn't help but play it. And that's why it became so big, really. But I played it over and over. So they manipulated you. That's great. That's great memory. But it is also (laughs) a great game. You know, it really is. It was cutting edge for the time, the graphics. There was nothing that ran as fast as it did. Would you play it now? I would play it now. In fact, I have played it fairly recently. They did a remaster of the original one. And I did play that. Um, And it's still fun to play. So, and I... Do I or do I not have a Sonic the Hedgehog plushie somewhere? You do. It's yes, right do. in the spare bedroom. Yeah. So um, I, I would consider myself a fan of Sonic the Hedgehog. So knowing after seeing that really awful trailer where Sonic looked like, I don't know what he looked like. He had human teeth, though, which was odd. Yeah, it was very weird. Um, I, was I had like, the same reaction to Polar Express, which I do not understand how anyone can watch that movie without freaking out because it's so weird. Yeah. But from the opening of this movie, when they open with the Paramount logo and Sonic's rings (laughs) going into it, and then they do the, because this is a Sega film, so there's actually, you know when you watch Marvel movies and you see that Marvel thing at the beginning Mm -hmm. and you get excited, there's a Sega version of that with all the different games in it, including Shenmue, and there's a lot of games in there, I didn't quite catch them all, but there's a lot. And I said, oh, it looks like they're trying to make something like... Like a, the Marvel Universe, yeah, where they're going Sonic, to make a movie about all their characters. Which would be great. That's my prediction. Yeah. Because we've seen Sonic before. He was in Wreck-It Ralph. You know, they've used Sonic before in the movies. Wreck-It Ralph is the only example I can think of. But um, once it started, and the, the they used the music, the Green Zone music. There's a piano version of the Green Zone music in it. In it. You know, there's a lot of... If you're a fan of Sonic, there's a lot of little things. I was going to say, people like me don't even know what no, you're talking because, about. because you said... But that's fair. When Dr. Robotnik turned up, you turned to me and said... "So Just to be clear, is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? And I said, this is <laughs> Sonic's greatest enemy. And you went, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Needed to know that because they weren't going to tell me that. You know, well, these are things that people who make movies out of their beloved love of the source material often leave out really big details because they're banking on everyone who's watching it is you. Right. Everyone who's watching it who matters is you. And you already know all that. Well, I don't. So to fill in that gap, if I watch the whole movie and realize, and not even realize this guy is from the Sonic universe, I don't know. Like, you'd be making him up, right? But if you tell me ahead of time, oh, this is this greatest enemy, then I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. So this is a live action movie. It's not like a Pixar movie. It's a live-action movie with a CGI character. Everything else is live-action, right? Well, some of the vehicles yeah. and stuff are CG. But I I thought, after seeing the trailer, I uh, don't know, it looks kind of hokey. But I, the visuals are actually really good. Really good. Like, the when they're on top of that building, and there's all those, like, mm-hmm. little drone things and... It really all looked good. The clarity of, like, all the, the C... It's good. It, it's really good. Like, the... Sonic's kind of furry, but spiky. You know, he's got the quality of like a Pixar thing. Like yeah, it took see. two, it didn't even take a split second for me to accept him in the world. Like, right. I was in, like, 
And it, it opens like with a big, you know, you get to see Green, his world, Green Hill's zone. You get to see that stuff like briefly. If I had one thing I didn't really like, it was that we didn't get to spend any time in his world. Because he's running through his world, right? With mm-hmm. a voiceover. And then the big thing, you know, a big, like... The shit hits the fan. Yeah, and then we're not in his world. We're just in our world, which we know. We know our world, right? But we also know this story of a thing from some other world in our world. And we know how that operates. I said to you, oh, this is like the E.T., um, mm-hmm. you know, template for a movie. Fish out of water. Yeah? Fish out of water. Fish out of water, yeah. It, you know, and it is like that. You know, it's got this sad element that Sonic knows that he's not like everything on the world, on our world. So he actually, intelligently, decides not to mix with us because he knows it will cause trouble, right? Like, if he, if people notice him, what are they going to do? Like, sure. put him in an autopsy or something and see where they come from. So he kind of stays in the background, and it's a funny joke, like, that he, you know, he's, he's sort around. Sort of a stalker. He's a little bit of a stalker because he starts obsessing over one guy and his girlfriend, wife. Yeah, and he's around for <laughs> years is what I could, like... Yeah, they didn't really establish that part. No, but, I mean, he's just keeping his distance. He watches... They have a movie night, our main couple, and he, Sonic, just stands outside and looks Which through the window. Which is super creepy. Yes. Let's not think it's cute just because it's Sonic. That's super creepy. But he looks through the window, watches these movies, and then how that established in the movie is Sonic has... He's watched so many movies. He's got a lot of movie taglines inside him. So they come out every now and then. Hence who he knows who Vin Diesel is. (laughs) He loves speed. Not speed, but obviously he loves the movie Speed because it's about going fast. But So it's quite sad that at the beginning where he has to be on his own in his little cave. I thought so. And, you but know, that's the idea. Yeah, there's the guy in the town who's like the conspiracy theory guy who's, who keeps saying in the town, I've seen something, it's blue, it's a, <laughs> what do you call it, a blue devil? Yeah. And it runs through the town and nobody believes him, but obviously it's real. So then when we get into the adventure itself, you know, he bumps into our main hero guy who's a sheriff. Not a sheriff. Is he a sheriff? Yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Because he stood, he stood when he's in his car and he's firing the speed gun at the tortoise yeah. thing. I mean, he's a sheriff's. I think he is the sheriff or a deputy. I don't know. Yeah. It, so I'm sure they said. So that's how it works. We run into our sheriff hero guy, and it's like ET. He doesn't know where it's come from. He's explained to him quickly that they have to go on the run from. Here's one thing I did observe. Mm-hmm. The humans, yeah, don't stay very surprised for very long. At the introduction of an alien hedgehog, they just sort of move on. And after a while, I really liked that because I'm like, in real life. Didn't they address it in one scene with the... It, every scene, they just do it for a split second. Like, what is this? Yeah. And then they're like, okay, we're just going to save him. And okay, he's just what he is. <laughs> it's like, I like it because it's so absurd. But then I got used to it and I appreciate that. Instead of having to re-explain to every single person and go through some kind of weird trauma that they're experiencing because now they're meeting an alien. Yes. Never mind that they're just now introduced to the idea that aliens actually exist. That's true. (laughs) We just skip over that part. See, this is where the X-Files was sort of pushing at me like aliens, the conspiracy, who believes in (laughs) And um, we don't see. There's a massive action scene towards the end that takes place in the city. And how many people would have witnessed what happened? Millions, right? Don't know about millions, but it was a pretty big. It was battle. downtown. Where were we? San Francisco. Yeah. 
downtown San Francisco, um, what was it? Space kind of tech, kind of hover ship chasing an alien down the middle of the, you know, boardwalk. We do not address that at all. No. <laughs> and the world isn't changed in the any way. don't come. There's nothing at all. <laughs> and, you know, Dr. Robot makes firing his lasers and blowing up cars with people in them. And- yeah, there had to be people on that bus. Yeah. What a jerk. I did I did think. Yeah, he is a, he's, he's a, complete a complete jerk, jerk. Yeah. that guy. Yeah, which is how he, he's kind of always been portrayed. So as Sonic, you know, what I found funny is we've watched kid things that are aimed at kids, which is what this is. You know, Pixar movies, for instance, where they try and do like Pixar movies in general, try and do, you know, adult humor to try and because they know mum and dad will be going watching it with the kids. So they try and make it appeal to both. Now, this movie, I feel like it's more aimed at kids. Don't you? There's fun stuff, though, because I laughed a lot. Yeah, but I, th- what I thought... And I don't think things are very no, funny. I, I have no sense of humor. <laughs> I did laugh a lot at this. There's a lot of I little one-liners of that are yeah. funny. Uh, and I hate one-liners. But there are a lot of... I think it's ma- mainly nods to other things. Like, like you know, mm. when they go in the bar and he's like, True. He wa- you know, he wants to be a cowboy and he's riding a thing. and it did, They're just snuck in there and in conversations and stuff, which made it palatable. Yeah. But you, I can feel that it's aimed at a younger age group than, you know, something like a Pixar movie sometimes. Do they get PG-13 ratings, possibly? Don't know. When they're dealing with, like, you know. Death? Like Inside Out or something like that. Or, I don't or, think so. Yeah. It's not traumatizing. No, this one's not traumatizing at all, though, is it? Mm-hmm. It never goes dark, I don't think. Well, I mean, the dead parent figure isn't particularly cheery. The dead, yeah. You know? Yeah. She raised him and then poof, that's it. Yeah. But I mean... It's the Bambi syndrome. Generally, the one, once this movie gets going, it's a road trip kind of thing. They're trying to Correct. run away from Dr. Robotnik. And uh, it's just... Jolly and fun. It really is. And like Robot- And I'm not very much fun, so I find it fascinating that I enjoyed it so much. Yeah, Robotnik sends like his crazy robot car that's got another car and another car and it's you know, it's kind of a car chase thing where Oh yeah, the big car and then they blow it up and then it has like a little smaller vehicle come out of it and then a smaller, 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 like a, a Russian like, yes. nesting doll. I love that. I thought that was so and cool. It, and they looked really good. Yeah, and the little, like the smallest one, like has a little laser beam and it lasers the roof off our hero's car. What I really want is a movie about the guy that he keeps crapping on. Yeah, that guy. His assistant, who he's really mean to. I want that guy. To rise up against him. Because yeah, he was terrible to him. Yeah, he's like, pin yourself up against the wall. Yeah, and then gives him... He just <laughs> he just needs to be... In the, if they make more movies, that guy needs to turn into, like, a good guy and, like, turn against him. Yeah, be on Sonic and... Uh, Correct. Yeah, that side. Um, so, the the story's pretty ordinary, really, but it has, you know, it has some really fun sequences, like the sequence with the cars that I was just talking about, like a big car chase. You don't really like car chases, but it's fun. It got a little boring, but There's yeah. enough of Sonic, like, making jokes and stuff, and he's trying to drive, like he's never drove before. <laughs> and he says, when did you learn to drive? And, he's, and then it shows him with the manual in front of his face, right here, right now, in this truck. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a really cool sequence where Robotnik's chasing Sonic through, like, different countries from yeah. above. Did you like that? Yeah. I thought that was really good. I wasn't expecting that. 
But again, Robotnik, complete asshole. He ruins the Sphinx. Yeah, blows up a bunch of monuments <laughs> everywhere. Yes. I think he knocks the Eiffel Tower's leg out when he goes through there. Here's what I found, too. They make the government seem like total idiots. So, obviously, the government's not even going after this Robotnik guy because they hired him. True. They brought him on board to yeah. destroy well, everything. Well, when all the government are sat around the table going, we're going to bring this guy in, and they're like, oh, that guy, he's yeah, really weird. We don't want this guy. Yeah, because Robotnik's like a crazy scientist who... What I like about his story is they've done a flip on the bully story where... He was bullied as a boy. Now he's right. a genius person. But because he was bullied, he turns into the asshole. Like, complete asshole to everyone else. Yeah, there's so that's no... That's like an interesting take on it, that he didn't rise up to become, you know, overcome it or anything. He just turned into a complete jerk. Yeah, there's nothing about him ever where you're like, oh, well, I feel for him a bit. Yeah, no you never do. Now that's good, too, because you don't ever want to let up. Because in the game, I'm assuming... There's no story. He just does a trick. He's just, he appears, he's in one of his robot ships, and then you have to jump on him to kill him. Well, not kill him. You never kill him. It's like Mario. You never find, you never actually get the princess. She's in the next castle. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big one. <laughs> you'll, you, you know, you'll spend an hour trying to get Princess Peach in Mario, and then you'll get her, and then Bowser will whisk her away to the next place. So you're never getting, and it's the same Sounds with Robotnik. That's great. Yeah, Robotnik turns up in Sonic in a flying, like, robot ship. And you jump on the robot ship uh, enough times. And he, the robot ship blows up, but he always runs off. And then he's got a better contraption the next time. So there's no getting rid of Robotnik. Not even in this movie, right? He's just not going to get rid Doesn't of him. Doesn't seem like it. So um, let's get on to... The, uh, I wanted to say animation and all that. It was fantastic. It was really good. Really crisp, clean looking. I agree. Um, because Sonic isn't like a realistic thing, I think your brain does a lot of like, well, that thing's just there. It's, it's, I've never seen one of those in real life. Yeah, but I mean, it does look good. So I had no problem yeah, with it. Yeah, you never go in, oh, that looks pretty. You like know, I, I have a thing where I'll divert my eyeballs to things that look bad. I'll like look at different corners of the screen or kind of like blur my eyes or even lift my glasses up so that the. The badness of my eyes can just sort of wash away all the errors on the right. screen. I didn't have to do that. I was just perfectly happy with it. It was very good. It's, it's visually... We're, we're kind of gushing about this, but to be honest, because I had no good expectation, I'm just glad I really liked it. Yeah, and I, you know, video game movies are really hit and miss. I've seen some really terrible ones. And I've but seen, seen some really terrible fun ones from everything. I'm sick of people picking on video game movies. Like, it's just a story that somebody's trying to tell, and they've done a bad job because they're greedy, and they're lazy, and they don't want to do a good job. They're banking on everyone going to see it just because it is what it is, so they don't put a lot of effort into making it really good. That's the only problem, but that guess what? That's the problem with a lot of movies. Yeah, a lot of true. movies that come from books and other source material. So let's all just lay off the video game thing and stop acting like old people who talk about the same shit all the time. So uh, Ben Schwartz does the voice of Sonic. I didn't actually know who it was until I saw him. In yeah, the I couldn't picture him. I thought it was the guy who used to be on uh, that Canadian show, Kids in the Hall. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Um. Anyway, the voice of Sonic is really good. I mean... If they cheeky. do an animated series of this on TV or whatever. There was an animated series on TV. There was, but I'm assuming he wasn't the mm. Sonic. Um, he was good, though. I mean, it, he's good delivery of it. I I don't... 
it's weird. You're watching like a like a cartoonish blue hedgehog thing, but it is actually a thing like E.T. When you watch E.T., I, I'm by E.T., that, even though E.T. is just like a rubber puppet. I buy Sonic on the screen. I mean, he bring, brings it to life. You're a bit of a softy. James Marsden plays Tom. What do you know James Marsden from? The, you know, the robot show. The, the robot show. The robot show. Westworld. Westworld. Yes. That wouldn't be my first. That's the first thing I, I, I thought would, of. Mine would be Cyclops in. Um, oh, no. Don't X-Men. even think of that. Yeah. We just watched Westworld. <laughs> That's what <laughs> I think of him. I, I think he did a good job here, too. Absolutely. He was likable. Like he was I, fun, very fun, and it felt like he just accepted the weirdness of it all. I don't know. I'm not in his Yeah, head. and he wasn't... He was playing it, like, in that family-friendly way. Absolutely. And there's nothing offensive, and I'm not rolling my eyes going, oh, he's real snarky or whatever. He's just a guy, like, who's in this situation. He's like, he fit in it. Like I said, nobody questions it much. He just sort of immediately accepts this. He's compassionate. Yes. So that this creature, let's ignore the part about it being an alien. It could have diseases. It could have think. Who knows, right? All the things with cynical people think about nowadays. This guy needs my help. And I'm just going to help him. And I think that's a nice idea. Yeah, me too. Uh, Jim Carrey plays Dr. Robotnik. Now, here's the thing where it's peanut butter or what do you call that? Where people, like, love it or hate it. I don't know what you're talking Peanut about. Peanut butter or something. <laughs> There's some saying. I think you're making that up. <laughs> <laughs> Vegemite or peanut butter. Um, I don't know. Um, what do you think? Of, now, Jim Carrey's just doing Jim Carrey. Correct. Like, That's um, the way I look at it, and I'm not a huge fan of that type of character, but there were moments, and I feel like I appreciate him going all in, and there were certain moments where the tiniest little gestures and facial movements and his reactions, that's what I was really appreciating. The overall bigness, it also kind of reminded me of Johnny Depp. Yeah, it's a bit the, wacky. The, whatever it was called, walrus, seal. Which one? You know. You know. I'm thinking Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. No, I'm thinking of the walrus or the seal. Kevin Smith's oh, movie. Oh, Tusk. Tusk, yeah, where he's like this insanely yeah, bad French character caricature. that's like so indulgent that the director and the writers are like, <gasps> this in their brain, they had to be thinking, oh my God, this sucks so bad, but it's Johnny Depp and or it's this guy, it's, you know, Vin- Ace Ventura. We can't tell them what to do. We just have to let him go with it. So there are times when it kind of got on my nerves a little bit, but I... Again, I just sort of wrapped it into the the fun of the whole movie and let it, was, it go. It was, his dialogue was pretty funny in parts mm-hmm. because he's kind of like, he's totally aware of himself, but then he knows that he's like this. Because his old deal is, he's a genius. He's been a genius since he was a child, since he was born. And he just elevates himself. Everyone in the world is an idiot. Now, what his goal is ultimately, I wasn't clear. Like he wants to run the world so that, I don't even understand what he wants. Um, but almost, that's, that's he was committed to that, being like, I'm smart and you're dumb, and that's all there is to it. So I almost feel like you don't know his actual ultimate plan, and maybe they're saving that for the next mm. one, because they do kind of set up another one. Yeah, which- definitely. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Stay after the credits and you'll see some cool stuff, especially if you're a fan of Sonic. Um, so, yeah, um, he Jim, if you like Jim Carrey... You'll like it. I mean, he does. He's going not necessarily. If you like Jim Carrey and Truman Show, yeah, or but it's it's more Man in Ventura. the Moon. 
than actually. Yeah, if you like that version of Jim Carrey, maybe. Yeah. And it, I mean, he's, it's a mustache twirling, literally, dick dastardly kind of body. Mm-hmm. And that's what that seemed to me that that's what he was going for. And he doesn't ever let up on it. He's always like kind of hateful and spiteful and annoying. <laughs> and and no, there's nothing you can get behind. Even when he said, when you know he was bullied and stuff, you're just like, you're like, yep, I got no sympathy. No, because you're just a complete dick. <laughs> um, and then I put down uh, Maddie, who's our hero's wife, played by Tika Sumter. I thought I knew her, mm-hmm. and I really like her. I don't know what it is. She's again in a family-friendly type thing like this. Gotta have really likable good guys, right? Correct. For you to... But you not know. like over-the-top theatrical people. And she just was perfect because here she is. Her husband brings home this thing and then she's just like, okay. <laughs> but she's not freaky out about it. She, she accepts they even, it. They even address that. She goes, I just want to acknowledge. I want you to acknowledge I'm not freaking out right now, right? And they're like, good job, good job. <laughs> so she's balanced and that's why... And she is likable and... Keeps it so that you're. She's not a damsel in distress ever or anything like that. No, she isn't. Throw that in there. Yeah, I, Somebody, I expected that to happen actually, but it never did. Robotnik threatens her, and mm-hmm. then the guy's like, "Watch your mouth." So yeah. I like that he's defending his woman, but I have a feeling she could have defended herself. And then the whole like, you know, the story. Oh, she happens to be a vin. Uh, I was going to say a ventriloquist. That is not correct. Veterinarian. Veterinarian. <laughs> <laughs> so when Sonic is injured and brought to her, she has some knowledge, maybe possibly. But that I mean, what's she going to know? He's an alien hedgehog. Well, she even makes it. A, she says, "I don't know what this yeah, how is." How would I, I know? How would I know? I don't know. It's physiology. I don't know what it is. And he goes, "Well, it's a hedgehog." <laughs> <laughs> Not like any hedgehog I've ever seen. Exactly. So, um, but the whole like family thing, like to at the very end, we you know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. in the room and stuff. It's mm-hmm. just sweet, like, and I like that for. And normally, I don't like that. No, but, but I, think, I think the world in the 2020, the year of 2020, has made me crave a little bit of niceness, maybe. And I, I do think it's an all a nice message for children, and it's well presented, and. uh even if you're a... It's rewatchable, even. And I don't say that very often about this type of movie, but I think it is rewatchable. I also think so, because you'll always have a laugh. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm a 50-year-old man who watched it <laughs> and thought it was funny. So it works on multiple levels. <laughs> Listen to you. You sound like Ashens. <laughs> this is directed by Jeff Fowler, who directed nothing. This was it. This was his first go. Good work. Jeff? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here, so I would imagine there are just so many teams involved. Plus, it sounds like there was some strife in the making of, so I doubt if one director or one individual had a lot of impact overall. Yeah, more than More thing. like just a ringmaster person, you know, like holding it all together, but um, it looks really good, and that's really all you can say about the directing of this. It's not like wacky or anything. It's just it's pretty much straight up action movie filmmaking with a lot of CGI. Yes, and you know most well. I was going to say all of it is well done. There's nothing actually I can go eh, that kind of sucked. Yeah, it was actually all good. So um, the Blu-ray uh, 4K disc features some deleted scenes and bloopers. Sonic's next adventure, which you might think this is like, is this about it the, and a sequel to it? No, it's about this. Mm. Like, this is his next adventure from the video games being his first adventure. Uh, building Robotnik with Jim Carrey and more. There's a bunch of stuff on there. Um, but it's standardish, like, uh, 
Sure. But I did like the one where it was showing you the history of the video games and it had the actual creator of Sonic and stuff. That was cool, but not long enough. I really wanted to see them go into the history of Sonic properly, but it's kind of like a Cliff Notes version to get to the point really quickly. So um, in conclusion, no, not in conclusion. Why would we be in conclusion when we can go and look what the people on IMDb think <laughs> of this movie? What do, you do you care, think? though? Do you really care? On yeah. this one particularly. Yeah, but why? These people don't matter. If they knock the Maybe movie that you it. want to be in love with, they're not going to Oh, my God. Okay, now what planet are you living on? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's not going to happen. Here's a couple. These are the people on IMDb who one-starred this movie. They okay. didn't enjoy it in the slightest. I mean, I understand why people wouldn't like it. Right. So because John it's Doe, sugary, sweet, and sappy, and that really turns a lot of people off. Well, John Doe says, I liked the movie, but unfortunately, Sonic did the Fortnite dance, and it ruined the entire movie. Oh, of course, that one. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. Uh, okay. I think they missed the point of the nice, happy movie. Yes. This guy says, Nikan says, it was boring movie, plus... Hated the Sonic voice. It was disturbing. Now, what are these reviews? We didn't explain it. We normally explain what these reviews are. I explained are. it. You did? You weren't listening? No. One star reviews. These people don't like it. We did like it. These people don't like it. <laughs> That's a good explanation. Compare and contrast. <laughs> That's a good explanation. <laughs> good enough. This guy says, I didn't even finish it. It looks like it only took about a week to make. And he said, talk. Talk. He spells T-U-C-K. I was a huge Sonic fan. I grew up on Sega games. Sega? Sega? Which one? Hmm. Controversial. Yeah. It's always... Uh, it's either to me. It was uh, one of its best games. The movie, though, it was terrible. I thought maybe the kids would enjoy it, but they didn't either. No doubt this will be a cash cow for Sega, and I struggle to think of a more forgettable movie. Okay, I want to know is, were you sitting watching this movie with your children saying how bad it sucked, and so then they sat there and were like, uh, yeah, yeah, or did you just let them watch it and mm. think for themselves? I feel like this person probably imposed their own negativity on their children. And finally... <laughs> how this, dare they? This guy says, this Sonic movie was fine until Sonic did the floss dance from Fortnite. Oh my god. That ruined it for me. <gasps> this, is, <laughs> this is the thing... <laughs> What is That's wrong two with people, people who said that. So, oh if you're offended God. by the floss dance from Fortnite, do I not mean, watch. I think it's super stupid, but it doesn't offend me. It's just a dance. It's just a dance. And I mean, are... it's dumb to keep it alive, but then it's like any dance. If somebody got up there and did any version, he did a line dance at some point. Did that not bother anybody? Yeah, yeah exactly. If you don't like country music, you're not going to like the line dance. But he gets up there with his hands on his hip. Da, 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 da. That is. Hilarious, really. And this guy is an idiot. He said... <laughs> Let us judge for ourselves. All right. Well, you, I think you might agree with me. Okay. He said, this movie was stupid. <laughs> they cast the wife of this guy as a black woman, and they made her really fat. Oh, my God. Why? Hollywood should know better. Okay. What the hell is that? Okay, wasn't watching the right movie. First mm. of all, why do you care if they make... The the wife black. And second of all, the lady who was overweight was not his wife. <laughs> exactly. That was the wife's sister. 
Oh my god! I think he he might think the wife was fat, but she was absolutely not. No, I think he's thinking the woman that they tied up is was <laughs> a sister in law because wow. she's like didn't like him anyway. And then he, this guy also goes on to say that Jim Carrey literally holds the entire movie on his shoulders, and he was great. But he has a problem with everything else. Okay. <sighs> That's exhausting. I mean, this, the ironic thing about me hating other people's opinions is that we're recording a podcast right now of our opinion. True. <laughs> our opinions are not the opinions Nobody of other should people. care about my opinion it- if it's entertaining, that's cool. But do not let me decide for you if you're going to watch this movie. I'm gonna or any give, movie. I'm going to give this movie a score of 7 out of 10. Nice. What are you giving it? I'm giving it an 8. Oh, an 8. That's pretty high. Because of this. This is why I judge movies. I judge a movie not in comparison necessarily to all the other movies that exist in the world. But the for what it is in the genre that it lives in, the story it's trying to tell me, with its level of whatever it's... Um, I don't want to say production value, but like, you know, that, yeah. you know, versus like a little indie movie or a big action movie or whatever. So all those factors, not necessarily because it's like an earth shattering, life changing, deep thinking movie or anything like that, or a cinematic triumph, but because what it is, it's entertaining. I really had a good time. It alleviated all of the world for what, an hour and a half? Yes. In a way that wasn't, like, harsh or anything. And I love harsh. I love dark, nasty shit. Don't, do not, don't take me wrong. I like dark, weird, psycho killer, zombie apocalypse stuff, right? But this was just like, ah, it's like when you first sit down in your most comfortable chair, the first 30 seconds are almost um, orgasmically comfortable. And then it just gets worse from there. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, that great part is over. But that is that I wasn't. I'm not saying this movie gave me that, but I'm just saying that feeling of like, wow, I am literally just comfortable, having a good time, and for a little while out of time, I can just soak up this nice, cute story, and that's it. I mean, I I feel like it did a good job making this 52 year old woman do that so that to me ranks pretty high and i also feel like if you have got kids who love and, and they, this disc will get a lot of spin in your player <laughs> yeah they'll probably just get jammed in there and just keep watching it you know what kids you are might like. not have to listen to let it be let it be anymore i'll let it go even oh let it go <laughs> the beatles want the money back <laughs> <laughs> i got those two things mixed together i've been yeah. mishing moshing a lot of things lately you did um, so, uh, I had two songs the other day, a uh, Captain and Tennille and Millie Vanilli. No, not Captain and Tennille. That was another mishmash. This was ABBA and Millie Vanilli. My brain pairing. kept switching back and forth to two different songs. And I was like, what's wrong with my brain? It was like mushing them together. I had my own DJ in my head. Yeah. It was fascinating. Fascinating. I mean, to me, it was fascinating. All right, so movie recommendations. I was looking at uh, video game movies I could recommend, and uh, I got a couple to recommend. As always, uh, my first one is both Tomb Raider movies with Angelina Jolie. I don't, I don't really love the new one. Did you with Alicia Vikander? It I mean, it's a little more intense. Yeah, I kind of preferred the kind of goofy mm. Angelina Jolie one. But those aren't great either. They're not great, but they are pretty fun. Um, in a you know, turn your brain off and watch them way. And my other one is Rampage with The Rock, which is also based on a video game. True. 
And that was really fun too, in a really stupid way. It was it had flaws. Yes. Let's not pretend it was it had some weird characters that disappeared after like thirty seconds. Yes. Wasn't that the one? So yeah, but it was it was uh, entertaining. Just also. a big giant monster movie. True. Yeah. And yours are? Mine are because this year, twenty twenty, I'm going back a hundred years and fifty years in cinematic history. Not because these movies are significant in any way, but just to remind everyone that movies have been coming out for a long time, even before 1920. 1920, everybody. So 1920, there's a movie called Romance, and it is uh, a silent movie. And what I read about it, I haven't seen these, by the way, so I'm not recommending them based on the quality or telling you to watch them. I'm just reminding you that these movies exist. So that one was like some guy get falls in love and then this bishop guy tells him a terrible tale about romance i assume to dissuade him from falling in love i don't know that was a very short description and the other one is count dracula from 1970 which would be 50 years ago count That's dracula it is it's a it's one of those you know cla- well it's not a classic monster movie cuz it's 1970 but i guess by now it is christopher Each. lee right though 50, correct yeah it's good i like it and that's it that might be my favorite Dracula movie, but the mm. Bram Stoker's one is good too, with Keanu Reeves. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a bizarre one. I don't know though. how good it is. If oh. I watch it again, I'm not sure. Hmm. I have to give it another try. All right. So, um, Ace Gully stuff this week. The EA had the E3, e, not E3 conference. And guess what? It was the most boring conference I've ever watched. <laughs> um, Did show, you expect anything else? It, it's just so boring. It was like... They said, and now we're going over to the Sims team. And I was like, oh, the Sims. Oh, Sid Talk will be excited if there's something <laughs> new in the Sims. And then they spent like 15, I, I would say 15 minutes on this l- video about how their, how inclusion in the Sims, you know, like talking to like, here's a transgender person mm-hmm. here's a, and how the Sims has affected their lives. And then I'm like, so is this leading up to like, an announcement for a Are you not complaining about that, are you? You sound like... I'm not complaining, but I, what I'm saying is they spent a lot of this conference, EA, which was their E3 conference to announce games, actually talking about equality, Black Lives Matter, things like that, that they, they've been talking about. You know, they've put things out saying EA stand for this, EA stand for that. But it's almost like they just... Wanted to look good. But why? You didn't have to watch it if you didn't like it. Well, I was waiting for the game announcements. Right, but that's not as important as what they were saying. So I find that kind of like, are you complaining that they had some sort of like. No, I'm not complaining. Actually, something valuable to say instead of like, hey, everybody, spend $70 on our new game. Not complaining, but I don't feel like a a E3 announcement conference was where you should just get political the entire time. Why not? They get to make up their own news and you didn't have to watch it. No, all right. Well, that's your opinion. My opinion is no. It's not just to... my opinion. I'm just reacting to you being offended almost. Not, by them, not like, offended. I was waiting not for catering a... to this video game client that everybody wants to. Well, like... that's why we were there. It was EA's E3 conference. Right. And maybe you could have learned something. I already know all that stuff. Hmm. Questionable, but uh, not questionable. I know about equality and gender <laughs> equality, and I know all those things. <laughs> I was there. Well, anyway, there was no new Sims game. They were just saying that they're... Can you be a transgender person in The Sims? Yeah, now you can. 
Was that added at a later date? Or yeah. Was, oh, okay. So it was either you were you picked female or male, and that was it. And now you can pick non-gender or non-gender specific. Right. So EA have always had the finger on. No, this is new. Oh, very new. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, maybe that's what this thing was about then, because it was it was also about black. Yeah, lives no, it's matter. always been the number one thing that I've seen in message boards. If I ever do go look at anything, that's one of the main things people have asked for. Right. So they, um, what else did they, they showed Madden and FIFA and all that sort of stuff, which they always do, which always, to me, is like, I mean, it's exciting for people, right? Sports games. But for me, it never is. But um, they showed a lot of independent games that they're going to be back in. But uh, nothing that was coming out this year, by the looks of it. But then finally, what they did announce, which looked good, was because EA hold the Star Wars license. They're making a new Star Wars game this year called Star Wars Squadrons and it's not like your traditional Star Wars game that you know like lightsabers and shooting and fighting it's a space battle game so you get to pilot a X-wing and it's got a full story you can play on the side of the rebels or the si- the side of the empire as a pilot and both the stories intersect each other there's two stories basically um the only thing that had me nervous about it, and this is weird, is the game is $39.99, it said at the end. And now I was like, this is EA we're talking about here. Why is it $39.99? That's not because for the good of, like, oh, we're being great and making gamers pay less, is it? Don't know. Could be. Uh, that's not really where EA operates. Right, but it's a very div- but. I mean, you you have no idea, really. It's a very, very weird year, hasn't it? Yeah, well, the th- the thing that struck me was like, is it one of those games where there's loads of microtransactions mm. or right. like you have to pay for shit after the fact? So we'll charge you a little bit less up front. And then when you get in there, you realize you need to spend 20 more dollars. So that kind of shit is annoying. It might not come to anything, but it seems it, that ca- it makes me suspicious with EA. You know, from all the years that, well, you as you know from playing The Sims, if you want to own all, all The Sims, <laughs> it's it's an investment. It's like seven hundred dollars, I think, everything all told, which is like insane. You know, if you want to just go in the store now and buy The Sims with everything, I mean, who does that? Do you go in a store these days and buy it? Well, in their store, their digital mm, store, right? You can get a pack, a bundle that has everything. But I think it's about $700. That's the kind of thing where I'm like, EA, they're not trying to do anybody a favor and make things cheap. Yeah, but you actually have no idea. So Until uh, you get it and play it, you won't know. The Star Wars game looked excellent, though. It's in development with Lucasfilm. It's dogfighting in ships and going up against big the Death Star. And, you know, it looks really pretty cool. So I was excited about that. And um, that was it. Oh, no, it wasn't. Um there used to be a game called Tony Hawk Pro Skater. And I said to you the other day, where's Tony Hawk Pro Skater gone? Like, why why do we not have skateboarding games anymore? It used to be like a big thing. Like Guitar Hero. It was a huge thing. And then where did it go? Huge thing for a short period of time. Well, quite a long time. Like seven, eight years, Guitar Hero. Um, and Tony Hawk, the same. Seven or eight years, huge. Like, it was always the best-selling game every year. My question always, why do you need more? Why can't you just always have something new? Well, what happens is sometimes a game like that goes away, that kind of game, and if that was the kind of game you liked, there is no 
you have you know there's no new version of that game or anything so like you know if they stop making madden and you're really craving like to play an american football game there is just no choice on the market for any of it like you have to just play old ones so with tony hawk it's been a long time since tony hawk made made a game like um probably 10 years so well, he's an old man you either play the game from 10 years ago or there's nothing else to choose from anywhere so Tony Hawk games coming back this year. It's like a remake of the best one they ever made, but in new graphics and everything. And also Skate, which is EA's competitor to Tony Hawk, they're making Skate 4 next year. So skateboarding games seem to have uh, come back. So I'm happy about that because I like skateboarding games. It's one of the only sports I like to play in in a video game form. You know, that's not. I find it interesting to play. You know, I don't like Madden. I don't like FIFA, really. Do you like sports? Oh, golf maybe is okay. Do you like golf? You know, I don't like games like that. You play I mean, I've go- played you golf, play but golf game. I wouldn't seek it out or make an effort to no. play it ever, ever. But <laughs> skateboarding is more like an action game than a sports game to me, and I've always liked it. Uh, and uh, so I've not played yet The Last of Us 2, but it is out next week. I'll be excited to play that. I'll tell you more about it. What's for dinner? What do you want? I want Impossible Whopper without the uh, sloppy part. <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you. It's very simple. <laughs> go, to, go to the good old Burger King every Saturday and get an Impossible Whopper. And why do we tell you this? Because we're vegetarian. Vegetarians also like junk food and we're not super healthy. And we're so not sponsored by Impossible Whopper. Not all vegetarians are what you probably have been brainwashed to think they are. We're not. So what is your advice? And we'll get the F out of here. My advice is uh, very generic, but it's take the time, right? So if you're doing a thing, I understand people think they're so rushed and they're so busy and they've just got so much to do and they have no time to do anything or do it well. I'd say just every once in a while, take the time today. I have a bunch of pictures I took of, um, I helped my mother with her historical society for a tiny little county. And a gentleman brought in a framed picture of a list of hundreds of young men who were drafted for World War One from this same tiny county. Now, this county wouldn't have been highly populated at the time, but there were hundreds that were all taken at once. Like, they had big buses, they drafted them, you didn't have a choice then. And, you know, so he brought this great, is a page of a newspaper, like an old newspaper. And so I'm like, oh, I would like to get that so that I've got the names all in a list so people can do genealogy and search for their ancestors, whatever, you know. And then I'm like, my first thought, I'll admit, was like, oh, how can I do this like the easiest, fastest way? Like, it's a photograph. I had no way of like scanning it. It was too big. So I just took pictures of it in sections with my phone. And I started looking at the pictures and then I zoomed in to try to make sure I had all the information and there's like their draft number, their some other number, registration number, their name and um, what town they were from. And then I started looking. I'm like, oh, I recognize that last name. Oh, I recognize that last name. I wonder if that's so-and-so's great grandpa. And then I realized, why am I such a lazy prick? Why would I want to, why would I be (laughs) so lazy And be like, oh, how can I hurry through this task and just get all these names on the list without actually acknowledging what I'm looking at, that what it represents, right? Hundreds of young men shipped off to war. I do not know. This was part of the objective was to find out how many on this list actually 
died in World War One or where they ended up when they came back. And then you kind of follow the histories of them and the family lineage or whatever. Why would I want to just like rush through that and not pay attention to what I'm doing? Figure out a good system that I'm looking at every single name, thinking about you know, the not just like, oh, this is a list of names I need to get out there, I need to get this done, I need to get this done. But like, this is a thing that can impact a bunch of people. It can remind people of, or say to somebody who's looking at it, when I get it all done, like, oh my gosh, we always wondered what happened to so-and-so, uncle, whatever, whatever. We didn't, we don't have him in any of our family records and he's on this list. And now we're going to be able to look, you know, maybe use that as a jumping off point for some more genealogy. That's important to people. Like history for people, family genealogy is what I'm talking about. And so that could be meaningful. And me wanting to just rush through it and get it done like it's a chore or a burden, it's just obnoxious. So if you come across tasks like that now, me, if I'm doing the dishes, yeah, I don't want to take the time. I just want to get it over with. That's a meaningless task to me. But to someone else, it might be like the most contemplative time of their day when they can stand there and slowly wash every dish and like think about life in the world or whatever. So if you have a task that you instantly want to, and I call it being lazy because I'll admit it, that's what I was being. I was being lazy like, oh my God, how can I quickly get this done and not make a lot of effort? And that's just not reasonable for everything. That's like a flaw in my thinking. So it just brought me to a little stop and I'm taking the time to type every single name by hand and look at their number and then have the list. And then I will, anyone that I recognize or that is my family name is on there several times or different family names from all my great grandparents and grandparents. And so that'll lead me to more genealogy and then, you know, discussing it with people. And so just if you take the time on some things, it might add a little bit of meaning to that thing that you need to get done or want to get done. Nice. That's it. All right. I want to uh, tell you which podcast services we're on. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Android, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Deezer, whatever that is. We're on it. Uh, you can subscribe by email. It will come to your email or an RSS feed. You can use all those things. Go to aschoolie.com, click on the word podcast. You'll see a big list of all the places you can subscribe, including email. Did I mention email, Sid Talk? I don't know. I wasn't listening. Well, we have, a, <laughs> we have a new service where you subscribe to our podcast via email, and on a Monday morning, you get an email with the podcast in it. How do you like that? I'm not subscribed to that. Well, I guess it's not for you. You're not the intended audience. I kind of know already that it's coming out. I don't need a reminder. Well, it's not a reminder. The podcast will be in your email. You oh. can listen to it. Well, I'm here living it, so I don't ever re-listen. Right. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, so you can catch us on Facebook and Instagram. E- email me, ascully at ascully.com. Don't email Sid Talk. You can. She, no. Hate you. Hate <laughs> don't you. hate anybody. And um, finally, stay classy, Mr. Sonic the Hedgehog. You were pretty classy today and fun and fast. And I'm going to say, everybody, think for yourself or somebody will do it for you. Stay good.